It's a podcast. The podcast. Hosted by Lee Michael and Robbie. Hello, everyone, and happy Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm Lee. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo soy Roberto. No, 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 don't go there with it. <laughs> what? That's my name. Okay, okay. That is my name in Spanish. Me amo Roberto. Uh, yeah, yo soy would not be the right. <laughs> would be. Okay, well, I live in America. I speak English, so... That's yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to be so disrespectful to the downtrodden American Robbie, it's a week. listeners. It's a it's a week past nine eleven. You're already yes. disrespecting the nation. Nine uh, eleven, of course, is also commonly referred to National. If God's real, why do you let this happen? Day. Yes, certainly in my household. Yeah, in my brain. <laughs> Cer- <laughs> certainly at my. Uh, my family reunions. Um, <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, drunk, telling everyone off. Hey, speaking of things you might say drunk when you're talking about 9/11, Robbie. Uh huh. Did you happen to uh, see uh, Rudy Giuliani's uh, little ceremony? Uh, I haven't seen clips, but I've seen screenshots. Uh, and I feel like I've got a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I did see a headline earlier as well that I really liked, which said, uh, Rudy Giuliani swears he wasn't drunk <laughs> at his nine 11 press conference. It's a nine 11. Well, it's a ceremony he holds every year to uh, celebrate what a good job he did one time, uh, 20 years ago now. And yes. yeah, he, he claims to have had only one whiskey before he went out and made a complete fuck ass of himself. Well, when As you're usually does. 85 million years old, one whiskey will get you fucked up. Like, how old is Rudy, Rudy when you're When you're older than the barrels that it was fucking uh, <laughs> casked in. Yeah. How old is he? I don't fucking know. That'd be like 80. Yeah, 77. So yeah, like okay. fucking my grandparents. Once he they looks past, 105. Like, yeah, he does. He looks fucking rough. But yeah, like my fucking grandparents, when they were that age and older, like they took, you know, half a glass of wine and they were fucked up. Yeah, but when you're an alcoholic, you sh- you should develop some sort of tolerance. <laughs> yeah, right? one would think. I mean, yeah. Well, maybe the um, maybe the meth cancels it out. <laughs> maybe. Or I speed mean, you or know, whatever he does. I'm just gonna say, uh, six, 60 years old is just a bad time to get into alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, you should really. That, start that's something younger. you should be getting over when you're about 35. You know. Yeah, alcoholism is a young man's game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that it's it's about as unattractive as like a 40 year old developing a coke habit. You know, you just don't <laughs> want to see that. It's sad. Yeah, exactly. It's not cool when you're 40. It's, it's cool, cool when you're 25. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, anyways, but, hey, let's yeah. just you know what? Fuck that. Let, let's talk about malignant. All right. Oh, yeah. You want to just jump right in? Let's <laughs> fucking do it, bro. So we watched. And by the way, I just saw I happened to see as uh with one of my tabs was open before I joined in here that they're the uh, half in the bag for Malignant was just released. So I'm very excited to, to watch that uh, later. Uh, By the yes. way, yes. go ahead. Go ahead. I, was, I was just going to, you know, intro the, the segment. Yeah, take us away. <laughs> well, welcome to the Malignant podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Roberto. Uh, we watched a, mo- a little movie. Cuervo. Roberto Cuervo de los Muertos. We, Lee Michael and I watched 
a little movie independently, not together. He watched it first, and then I watched it uh, later. Uh, a little movie yeah. called Malignant, which you've That's probably right. seen the advertisements for on social media. Uh, yeah, my favorite thing about this, you know, I've been looking forward to this movie's release for a long time, Robbie. Is that so? Yes, and that's so that I can finally stop seeing these fucking ads. Dude, they were uh, like assaulting me. They were fucking everywhere. Yes. I don't give a fuck really about James Wan or his movies. And yet there it was constantly being presented to me for a month. Well, this fucking movie that I didn't care about. Yeah, uh, but I boy, am I glad that I watched it. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where to start with this. For okay, first of all, do you think this movie was intentional? <laughs> like, do you think is this, this? It's not good. We should say that at the outset. This movie is not good, but it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the uh, that it was intended to be this sort of seventies esque schlock? b-movie type thing yeah i mean because i think it was intentional yeah yeah i think um first of all yeah i'm not a big james wan fan uh aside from the first few saws uh i know he only direct he only directed the first one but i mean and the the first conjuring is okay sure um i don't like i said said okay (laughs) yeah well okay the first two acts are fine and the third act is awful yeah okay it's interesting. Um, but he is a horror geek, and I, I appreciate what he was going for with this movie. Basically, James Wan tried to make a giallo, which is a genre of horror from it peaked in the 70s, came about yeah. in the late 60s. It's Italian horror that has its own tropes, its own style. And that's kind of what this movie is supposed to be uh, yeah, without any pretty... of. Yeah, without any of the colors, because James Wan can only make saturated as fuck movies that yes, are gray yes. and blue and ugly. Yeah, this one was um, mostly blue. Yeah. Uh, the the pops of red were nice, but yeah, it's basically yes, a giallo, which we'll, we'll circle. We'll circle back to that, but, um, and it was successful for the most part in that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, uh, I, I think maybe he was trolling his audience. Um, I think so. And I Although, hope he was. Yeah, I hope so too. Although I, you know, I will say the movie was really well shot. Like really well shot. He went very hard, I think, on the cinematography and a lot of the editing. There was some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it was it reminded me of typical James Wan stuff. I mean, you have the establishing shot of the house and the camera kind of like dollies into it and moves around it. The camera's always moving. The yeah, uh, editing was similar to Saw uh, with its jumpiness and they like remove frames and speed things up. To make yeah, it although I don't, I don't think incoherent. it was really as <laughs> it wasn't as no, I don't, I don't think it wasn't was as, bad. as jumpy as Saw. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that's what the st- that's what his style is. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. What for the saying. Saw movies, and this was it, yeah. not as extreme as that, but it's it's there. You know, it's his signature. It's his signature horror style, indeed. And there was some pretty cool stuff, which is also like another signature thing of James Wan. Uh, there was um, at one point it was uh, I think it was like an overhead shot, like going through all of the rooms following around the main girl or whatever. Like there was some really cool stuff like that, oh, that was yeah, stitched together yeah. and sort of going over. Like there was some pretty cool stuff like that, that I enjoyed. Yeah, which I went was, to uh, the, another, another trope of his, the Peter Gould school of uh, cinematography. 
Um, anyways, so yeah, let's. Well, first, I guess we should explain what this movie is. Uh, I yeah, so the we trailers should break are down vague. The, the fucking yes, the trailers are awful. And I actually um, heard two different synopsis for this movie and two non-spoiler reviews that are different that both make sense. The first okay. one is it's about um, a woman's childhood imaginary friend that was mischievous that comes back as an adult. Yeah, technically true. Vague enough. Sounds yeah. interesting. So what made me interested in seeing the movie? Yeah. Also full um, spoilers, just so we're clear. Yeah, going forward. Um, yeah. And then also I heard that it was uh, like a, a, a thriller about a woman who has this uh, psychic link with a killer and can see his crimes, which is yeah, not also, as... Also technically true. Right. Which is the plot for a... 70s movie called Eyes of Laura Mars. I think that this movie borrowed some inspiration from. Sure. Along with, you know, like Argento stuff and yeah, all the Giallo stuff. But uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, what the movie is actually about is <laughs> this woman. <laughs> it's like say it with a fucking... straight face. Okay, so there. Okay, I'll, I'll try. so there. <laughs> you, you try. You try. Yeah. And explain it. So, and and I will say, I didn't know literally anything about this movie because I didn't care until you texted me saying you were watching it. And at first, you were like, "Yeah, I don't know." You were kind of wishy washy, and you were like, "I don't know if I'll finish it." And then, like thirty minutes later. I just got this flood of text. You're like, holy shit. You need to watch this. I movie. loved it. I love this and then piece of shit. I looked dude. up. Yeah. And then I looked up just a little bit more about it. And I kept seeing over and over again that there's this fucking like insane batshit twist. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll sit down and watch it. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. So there's this, this woman. Uh, I don't remember her name. Who, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. who fucking cares? Who has had the same haircut since she was nine years old. And, she is in she's pregnant she's in this like abusive relationship with this uh weird dude we don't really know much about her past something happens to her her boyfriend dies and suddenly she starts having these visions of this weird creature killer thing that is uh killing people and she's sort of able to see what's happening through its eyes mm-hmm. um that happens like three or four times with scenes of of this being entity thing Right. Killing people. And it turns out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that this being uh, is a parasitic twin that is fused to her in yes. her fucking brain. Yeah. That originally also was fused, just like it was like a sort of a Voldemort in the first Harry Potter movie situation where it's like on the on the back of her head. And it has these weird like T-Rex arm things when you start <laughs> seeing these flashback sequences. Um, uh. Initially, the, the movie sets it up initially to be like uh it's maybe like a lost sibling or like a weird right. demon possession type situation um because as soon as you see this the creature thing it looks like her so it's immediately yeah. like oh yeah there's some there's some relation there but it literally it comes out of the back of her head so yeah. it walks backwards yeah. <laughs> and like well, handles things backwards so what kicks off the whole return of the twins name is gabriel by the way yes gabriel is the name of the twin what kicks it off is that her abusive husband pushes her <laughs> into a wall and it she hits her head and it dents the the drywall and that reawakens gabriel how did he go to sleep who knows who's well, to say well well let's well let's back up because the film yes. opens with a spoopy scene like, at a yeah in uh, 1993 in yeah. in a, a in a uh, CGI video game cutscene, uh, yeah. mental hospital 
with this doctor who's like talking to a camcorder about their latest patient yeah uh that is going rogue getting stronger it kills some people uh and they perform surgery to cut it out of her basically it's attached right. to her at her brain but also as in part of her like lower uh, like on her back and stuff too it's like a, a partially formed body that's fused to yeah. her so they cut out basically everything except the part of gabriel that is attached to her brain because it would have been too dangerous i guess but yeah. i still don't know how gabriel like is made dormant or whatever or how they wipe her memory well what they do uh, is what they do is they stuff the, what's left of gabriel into, into her, her skull yeah and seal it up and then the boyfriend cracks her skull open yes which releases gabriel i and think so that he what literally was and was he literally that? comes out of the back of her skull like it opens yeah. up <laughs> and there's gabriel <laughs> yeah and because um, he's stronger than her he can like sort of trap her in like this mental prison so that she kind of sees what he wants her to see but he's like in control of her body but again like walking backwards and like yeah. her arms like flip around <laughs> yeah also <laughs> for some reason he has a uh, super super strength yeah it's no, not no, no, superpowers superpowers he can control yes. electricity Cause he, yes because he speaks through speakers and things yeah. like that because he, he, he can't talk himself even though he kind of has a mouth that which also doesn't really <laughs> make any sense and then he also has like super strength and like agility <laughs> and all this yeah. shit that is never explained yeah there's no explanation for any of it. It doesn't make any sense. That's why initially I was like, is this some sort of variation of like a demon possession or ghost thing? Because otherwise, mm -hmm. how are these lights always exploding right. and flickering? And how is this thing speaking through like radios and yeah. stuff? And like, how is it calling people on their cell phones to talk to them <laughs> yeah, when know. he's sitting right in front of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, the the whole movie is is presented as she has a link with the killer. You don't know what it is. You're not. Yeah. The twist is that it's attached to her, and that mm -hmm. she is basically in the sunken place, more or less. Which uh, yes, and and it, and, it, and it is a twist. Like credit <laughs> credit to them. I did yeah. not <laughs> fucking expect that. Uh, Ma Madeline and I called it pretty pretty quickly. Um, that it was literally her. Yes. Yeah, because a, I mean, it looks just like her. I, I feared that that she had to be directly involved in some way because it looks like her. I just I it, it was the, the the twist of it being coming out of the back of her head and doing it that way, as opposed to like a possession thing or something like that. That was the part that I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> but I figured. Yeah, but yeah, I did figure it was her somehow. Well, the thing the thing that gives it a, all away is that uh he basically makes a secret villain lair in her attic. Yes. That's the whole thing that gave it away is that it's in her attic the whole time. Yeah. And, and what it does is it captures this woman. You don't know who she is until the very end, basically. Uh, Even though it's up, definitely her mom. <laughs> right. It's definitely her mom. But her birth they reveal mom. She was adopted. Yeah. Her birth were, mom. Yeah. Yeah. They reveal that it's the birth mother. She's strung up in the attic on the support beams and Gabriel's has some master plan for her um, and his... What is it? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, Gabriel's not just killing people, random people. Yeah. He's There's... killing people from the hospital that removed him from whatever. What's her face? The main yeah. character uh, as a form of revenge. And what he does is he kills one of the doctors, takes her trophy, 
She has an award for like child surgery. Being a good doctor. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this like pointy spike type thing with like a snake wrapped around it type. It's, it looks like the medical, the medical cross staff. a little bit. Yeah. It's the... yeah it's, it looks like the medical cross basically. And yeah, Gabriel <laughs> removes the little windy snake things and then sharpens it and then uses he, like, it as a it. fucking knife. <laughs> no, he literally just sharpens it. And then, yeah. he, and then stabs people with it like a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. And what's um, interesting too is that initially when you hear Gabriel speak, uh it sounds <laughs> he sounds like that kid from Malcolm in the Middle that's always out of breath all the time and like mm. breathes between every word. Because yeah. like I remember the the woman that he captures and is like strung up in the attic for whatever reason. Even though he wants to kill her, but he's like waiting for her to last. But then why did you go after her first? Who knows? Doesn't matter, I guess. Uh, but she tries to escape and he like throws the thing at her like a shuriken. And it like mm-hmm. sticks in the wood by her and he goes, don't even oh, yeah. try. <laughs> and he speaks like that for a while until the end. And then he it's just like uh, he sounds like a Power Rangers villain after that. Uh, yeah, he looks like one too, and he looks um, like one too. The same quality. He looks. So, I I messaged Lee Michael when he like first like properly see him. I was like, the <laughs> Gabriel looks fucking stupid. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, he he looks real dumb. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, this movie is also and also with... the first time that you actually see him, it's very obviously a man, like a stunt man, like right. a dude. <laughs> as well. Except it's not. It's a it's a it's a contortionist who. All of the it Gabriel looked, oh, stuff like, was done practically. Right. No, I could tell that, but it looked like oh. it was a dude to me. It looked like it was a man. Oh, no. The it's first a, time. It's a woman. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, also, that, yeah, that I could tell. It was cool. Also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Just. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you again. Um, oh, okay. Uh, there's a lot of unintentional humor in the movie my, yeah. my favorite scene in the entire well actually maybe not but one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is uh the mom finally breaks free of her shackles yes and meanwhile <laughs> oh, downstairs yeah. the main character is being interrogated by the police there's this detective that's on the case oh yeah the hypnotist and he's got scene, this yeah he's got just some of the stupidest shit i've ever seen <laughs> yeah he's got this uh love uh, love interest with the main character's sister and uh so they've been flirting. no no it's not the main character's sister they she's not the love interest yes she is no she's not yes she is the main character's adopted sister is having a, a thing love with... interest with the detective yes they're they've been flirting and then the the, the partner i didn't get that at all i knew that yeah. there's the i knew that there, there's the coroner chick the like csi well, she's flirting that, with him too, but that, he's like into... has a boner for him. I didn't yeah, get but... that at all. That yeah, he's yeah. interested in the sister. I didn't get that at all. Yeah, that's the whole reason he even looks into her what? entire thing. Yes. Well, the sister's like insistent that he does, but I didn't think it was because there was a ro- like there's that did not play to me at all. Not, I mean, not a full blown romance, but they're flirting and they have a yeah, thing I didn't, for each other. I I disagree with that. I didn't get that at all. I I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that was intentional, but the acting is so bad in this movie that I oh, yeah, didn't, it's bad. I didn't but, get that at all. But regardless, anyway. they're, in the, they're in the living room yes. and she's being hypnotized. Like I said, she basically goes to the sunken place from get out. She's being hypnotized, yep. having to relive these traumatic 
events from her childhood and the mom crashes through the ceiling and the sister's <laughs> reaction is so fucking hilarious. It's amazing. I almost burst into tears laughing. And then, and, and then we get, by the way, the score in this movie is atrocious. And then this awful. is where it gets it's real so bad. fucking terrible. It cuts to uh, paramedics and stuff arriving at the house in slow motion for some reason. And the score suddenly does a cover of where is my mind by the yes. pixies. Yes. And then this becomes a motif throughout the entire movie's score. You actually, you actually do hear it. Yeah. You hear it earlier too, a little bit, but they don't use it super heavily. And the first like two times I heard it, I couldn't tell if it was intentional or not. And then when we got there, I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. this is awful. Yeah. And it's like this weird, like dubsteppy type yeah. EDM score. It's, it's fucking atrocious. It's so terrible. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and the, the mom, best... by the way, she falls through the floor like she's strung up like above the thing. She frees herself and falls onto the floor mm-hmm. from like five feet up. That's not what breaks her through the floor. She just starts walking to mm-hmm. get away. And then suddenly, apropos of nothing in particular, breaks through the floor and falls like 15 feet and lands on the coffee table. Yeah, I th- I th- this the humor has to be intentional, man. It has I can't, to be. A, yeah, I I think it's supposed to be. I do think it's intentional. There's, there's no so way much slapstick bullshit happening. Yeah, exactly, and it happens consistently, which is I. It has to be intentional. Yeah, um, and then the, the entire movie culminates with the twist reveal of what Gabriel is in yes. a scene where the main character is in a holding cell, um, and. <laughs> She's being beat the fuck up by all yeah. these like butch lesbian criminals. One of them weirdly is this black woman who looks like she's out of a 1970s period piece because she's has like an afro and is in this like disco yeah. unitard thing. It's really weird. <laughs> There's they're literally stomping on her while yeah, she's on the ground. Yeah. And um Gabriel is fed up gets up and then we get the reveal and then he slaughters everyone in the cell yeah, breaks out rad. and then goes on a killing spree in the police station and basically like a john wick kung yes. fu action scene yes with a little bit of the <laughs> matrix in there yeah it's fucking awesome <laughs> it it's so, so fucking insane <laughs> it's fucking crazy it comes out of nowhere and it's like pretty good like it shot very well and it's yeah it's just utterly insane she massacres everybody in the cell they're like yelling for the guard. Finally, the guard comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kills the guard or he kills the guard, whatever breaks out. And then, yeah, all of the police are like streaming into the room and they're everyone's missing, her, missing Gabriel slash the lady or whatever. And yeah. it, they're just all getting massacred. Yeah. Gabriel can dodge bullets, by the way. Yes. Yes. Um, and control electricity. Oh, and also, by the way, Gabriel wears a snakeskin trench coat. Yes, there's also that <laughs> little detail I forgot to mention. Yes. Uh, yeah, this movie's fucking insane. It is and fucking crazy. The last 30 minutes are so insane. That alone is worth watching this whole movie. Yeah. At, at one point as well in the last 30 minutes, I thought this was going to be something, but it doesn't end up being anything at all. Uh, the sister figures out the location of the hospital that the main girl was like in as a child. Right. And it's been like, you know, closed for however long and it's abandoned. Of course. And you assume that like Gabriel is going to follow her there or something. She goes there, breaks in, figures out where the records are. Um, 
finds the records for the main girl uh and then just nothing happens and she leaves yeah it's completely pointless does not need to be there at all it's a total departure from the story and like the whole time like there you hear noises in the background and it's setting up to be like an ambush right and just nothing happens i also really loved as well that at one point in the movie there's a picture that uh, the detectives find in the first doctor's house after she gets murdered. <laughs> yeah. And it's very obviously the main girl. Like right. it's, she has the same fucking haircut. That's why I, I said that in the beginning, because she's had the same haircut since she was nine years old. Apparently it's very obviously her. And the detective goes to one of his buddies at the precinct. Hey, can you age this photo up? And he does. And then it comes back and it looks like the main girl. And it's like, whoa, he's like, whoa, yeah it's obviously her uh my favorite part was uh earlier in the movie it's mentioned that um so like the the main character has a miscarriage and she's been having miscarriages throughout this yes. whole marriage yeah that was an interesting reveal. and she goes off on this whole that. bit about how um since she's adopted she just also oh also in the same scene she tells her sister that she's adopted and the sister's like what <laughs> yeah you mean that your sister who looks nothing like you <laughs> is adopted like, wow you didn't know that she's not your sister your entire life they're both like 30 years old this yeah. never came up but anyways she's telling her because she's adopted and she presumes her her birth parents are both dead blah 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 uh, she doesn't know anything about gabriel she's saying yeah. that she just wants to have a blood connection to somebody it's so important to her and then at the end of the movie uh, the mom is safe in the hospital and Gabriel's defeated and all this. And there's never a moment with the mom and daughter. The mom's just nope. in the hospital bed staring yep. at her while she has this tender moment with the adopted yeah. sister. The, the and then it just cuts is, to black. The birth <laughs> mom never, is essentially pointless, basically. She literally never has a scene with the birth mom. Even when she falls out of the fucking ceiling, she has yeah. no clue who this woman is. Yep. And it's never addressed. It's never resolved. Nope. The nope. whole the birth movie. mom is completely pointless. And it's <laughs> like, so need to be there. that's your blood link that you've been talking about this whole yes. time. And the fucking nothing happens. I mean, the mom has to, I think the mom must have to be there because there's the fake out scene at the end when you realize that Gabriel, which is also like super obvious that it's all fake, that like the, right. the main girl is takes control of her mind and sets up the mind prison for Gabriel instead and turns the tables or whatever. Yeah. There's a scene where the birth mom is like, you know, I should never have gotten rid of you. You were my son and, you know, she was my daughter and I regret it and all this stuff. Right. Uh, and then like, the reveal happens after that. That's presumably why she's in the movie, <laughs> but it doesn't I matter know. because it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all in all, it's pretty. And dumb. Gabriel doesn't even kill her in a creative way. He just plugs her nose. Oh, yeah. They just suffocate. <laughs> she dies, her. I guess. Yeah. yeah. After stabbing everybody else to death. I appreciated the gore at least. Yeah, there was some pretty good gore. Very bloody movie. And the like full reveal of Gabriel was pretty fun too. Like when he's like coming out of the back of her head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I did and like and some of the flashback stuff when you see Gabriel when he was like the full parasitic twin, like attached to her back, also looked pretty cool. Yeah, it's gross. Very gross. Yeah, it's really, um, really, really nasty. Yeah. Uh, and in true giallo fashion, it just ends abruptly. Mm -hmm. the The mystery has been solved. The crime has been yes righted or whatever. And uh, and there's just avenged, also and then it's just it's just over. It's all good. Yeah. And there's also random shit that 
is pointless and doesn't make any sense. Like the the birth mom works for like a tour guy as like a tour guide thing. That's like the under like the Seattle underground. Yeah. It's this whole thing of like, oh, you know, the old Seattle has been buried. It's the new Seattle is built on top of it. I don't even know if that's true or not. It is. Okay, so then there you go. So she's like a tour guide for that. And they maybe even like use some relocations or something. I have no fucking clue. Um, but there's like a whole chase sequence from like the main the main cop guy as he chases oh, Gabriel yeah. through the thing. And there's just they, they end up in in the the old Seattle or whatever. And there's just like a bunch of horse carriages and I don't know, just random other shit. And there's like cobwebs everywhere, like very clearly supposed to be like not a part of the tour because he like Gabriel breaks through a wall to get to it. Right. And there's just like random shit like that, too, that again, has like doesn't matter and has a no payoff. Yeah, that whole subplot. I mean, I know it's just like, why not have him chase him through like back alleys and streets or like the, you know, the boiler room of an old building or something? Like, Why? Yeah. Why are they in like some with all these old fucking wagons like what the fuck yeah i mean i think the location was incidental because the yes. mom worked there but yeah the fact that it doesn't go anywhere that it is incidental is disappointing um but yeah whatever it's a dumb movie yes. um <laughs> even for james wan it's a dumb movie it's dumber <laughs> than aquaman somehow that's fucking baffling but more uh, entertaining though oh yeah i mean i'll, I'll definitely watch this again at some yes. point yes yes um and yeah, we just spoiled it for you, but uh if don't watch it. Well, <laughs> the, it sounds I, appealing, the, you should no trust me. Like the the we could try and like detail every bit of this movie. You need to like experience it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It absolutely. is one hundred percent worth a watch. Yeah. Uh I watched something else on HBO Max the other night, Rob. I don't know you if see? you've I don't know if you've seen this or not, actually. Okay. Uh I watched The Animatrix. Ooh, very nice. I've seen part of the Animatrix, but not all of it. Uh, it was fantastic. Yes, I liked and it a lot. The, I am the pieces that I've seen. I am all in on the fucking Matrix, dude. I'm I'm going I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm looking through the looking glass. Well, yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm still I'm going to maintain cautious optimism. Still, I'm just talking I about the a... franchise in general. I'm just like fucking oh, sure. in right now. Um, you're I'm in just, it. Perfect. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm all in the matrix, all up in it. Um, have you ever seen? Oh, you say you've seen parts of it. Yeah, parts of the animatrix. Okay. Which which segment? I don't remember. I think mm. the 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 first half, so to speak. Sure. Okay. So, Matrix. This movie, the Animatrix, Matrix Reloaded, and Matrix Revolutions, as well as two video games. All came out in 2003. Yeah. And like, yeah, we're all made concurrently. Yeah. The fucking bulk of this entire franchise came out in the year 2003, which is yeah. insane. And none of it. Yeah. And none of it's like an afterthought. It wasn't like they were no, like, oh, yeah, no, no, we'll no, no. tag this on or whatever. Like they shot and did like a bunch of motion capture stuff for the video games. Like everything yeah. is very like deliberate and intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie has two segments that are prequels to Matrix Reloaded and some stuff that's just in universe, some things that explain lore. It's very, yeah. very cool. It's very well done. And each segment is very unique. Um, for some reason on HBO Max, it's out of order, which was annoying because it actually did kind of fuck up the pacing. That's um, weird. 
Yeah, the movie's supposed to start with this segment called The Last Flight of Osiris, I think is the ship name. And it's this uh, 3D CGI action set piece that is a prelude to Matrix Reloaded. And for some reason, and like, it would have been a great opener to this whole thing because it's just a big action scene that takes place mostly in the real world. Uh, there's a ticking clock where a character's trying to do something in the Matrix while Sentinels are destroying the ship and killing everyone on it in the real world. And it looks incredible. And for some reason, they just tag this on at the end. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, definitely should have been the opener because weird when you watch it on HBO Max, now the opener is um, the Renaissance parts one and two, which is basically just a narrated animation of uh, what happened between humanity and the machines that led to the machines taking over and enslaving humanity. And it's, I mean, it's interesting to see it in depth, not just explained in passing exposition, right, right. but it's not definitely how you the most boring the... part of the movie yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great shit, dude. There's one of my favorites was, um, it's called beyond and it's, uh, this girl looking for her cat and her cat has wandered into this old decrepit building that all the kids in the town say is a haunted house. It's actually just a glitch in the matrix where physics aren't rendered. Ah, so okay. uh, they can play with gravity and they do all this cool stuff. There's a hole in the ceiling where it rains in the building, even though it's perfectly sunny out and the kids can jump off the roof and stop right before they hit the ground. And it's just really cool. And then um, the, the machines like, you know, patch in and update and fix the glitch right. at the end, but it's just like a right. little, a little bit that happens and it's just delightful. It's really cool. Yeah. Definitely check it out. If you're, if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of the first movie, I think a big hurdle or like a big, like kind of issue that maybe they must run into with some of the matrix stuff, I think specifically like of like the video games, stuff like enter the matrix, mm -hmm. which like a lot of it, like the idea was really, really cool, but the technology probably just wasn't quite there to like yeah. really make it as good as it could be. Yeah, probably. You know, I wonder if maybe that was ever an issue for them. Maybe not quite as much for the movies, but I mean, no, they, I mean lot, they invented a lot of stuff for the movies, but yeah. Well, the, an the animation in the animatrix is varying in quality. Mm -hmm. uh, like the, the opening scene that I said was in 3d CGI looks amazing. Like it looks really good for 2003. Um, and then there's some bits that just don't feel fully finished. There's, which is weird because the one that I think has the worst animation actually has uh, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss <laughs> reprising their wow, roles okay. in it at the end. Wow. Um, and it's also a, uh, a prelude to Matrix Reloaded. It's about this character named The Kid. And it's about how Neo finds him and frees him. And it's, it's a really cool scene. It's just the animation is, I don't know, just doesn't doesn't seem finished or something yeah they could have run out of time since yeah, they're probably, probably trying to sort of release everything in like this specific way yeah probably. or money who knows but yeah yeah but uh at least at least each segment has its own unique style and even though the animation looks rushed and unfinished i mean it's still effective it's still really cool yeah. and it is a very cool idea too mm -hmm. oh yeah and the fact absolutely. that they were given the money to do it in the first place is is pretty remarkable i feel like yeah, it's crazy. I mean, think how much fucking 
I don't know how much reloaded and re uh, revolutions cost individually, but to think of a lot, even by modern standards, I think they cost a lot. Yeah. But to think of those two movies, two video games, and then this animated anthology all being made, you know, at the same exact time, <laughs> the studio essentially probably throwing half a billion dollars <laughs> at the Wachowskis in 2003. So much fucking it's money. fucking insane, dude. Just and they made it all back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But just it's just so the, at the high end, I'm going to assume because I saw for both, there's like a range. I'm going to assume it was probably the high end mm -hmm. for both. Uh, each was about 150 million. That's insane. So, yeah. 300 total. Damn. And that's just for the movies. Yeah. Dude, so, yeah, let's, let's say $400 million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's total, crazy. Which, yeah, is fucking crazy. Yeah. In, in like, 2003, dude. Yeah, in fucking 2003. I mean, I they must have just been able to really recognize how big of a cultural impact the first Matrix had. Yeah. This was a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy to think that as recent as 2003, Warner Brothers was taking risks. <laughs> yeah, that stopped pretty quick. I mean, look at the new shit they have now. Malignant. <laughs> I mean, that's I guess that's kind of a it's a low budget risk. But I mean, yeah, they're running out of Harry Potter yeah. stuff to milk now. Yeah. Well, fuck it, dude. Uh, Space Jam, a new legacy. Yeah. I mean, nothing creative about that. Fucking. Uh. All the all the ridiculous DC shit. I mean, just throwing shit yeah. at a wall and seeing what sticks. Nothing. I mean, yes, it's all a risk, but I don't know. Just to what they did with the Matrix, where they were just like all in. Yeah, on no, one thing that gave them full different. creative control, and they were like, "Yeah, make make it how it needs to be done." Yeah, and that's the crazy part that they literally let the Wachowskis do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, that's fucking crazy yeah it's insane yeah because again like for the video games at least one of them i think enter the matrix they essentially shot like 40 minutes worth of footage yeah uh for like the game that ties directly into the movies well and then and then the second and, game like, that... got like some of the actors to reprise their roles like this shit yeah. wasn't cheap <laughs> like yeah it's insane the, it, it, yeah and they were like directly involved it wasn't like it was the, like the licensed tie-in although there was that too but it wasn't like right. just that like they were directly involved with all of it yeah well and then the second game uh the matrix online was like an epilogue to the matrix yeah because the the narrative in that is canon yeah so yeah, it's just crazy. Good for them. The, yeah, the level of uh, the level of care, yeah, is uh, impressive. I mean, you can say you know, I I haven't seen the uh, the Matrixes since I was like maybe fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. Um, I would like to go back and rewatch all of them. I'm sure the first one is still a you know fucking incredible movie, and then I I'll bet that uh, Revolutions and Reloaded are better than people say they are. Well, when Reloaded came out, I mean, that was. I a mean, huge I'm not hit. expecting them to be amazing. Yes, it was it made like five hundred million dollars or something. Yeah, a but also the, was, a lot for the day. It was also well received critically. Yeah, the and, box office for Reloaded was uh, seven hundred and thirty-nine million. Yeah. So they made all of their money back there, basically. Or very I think nearly. what happened is Revolutions was so disappointing, and they came out so close together that people just lumped yeah. the sequels in. 
together. Yeah, that was one of the things that they mentioned in the Mr. Sunday movies kind of series that they did for these is that if they had maybe waited a full year instead of releasing them within six months of each other, yeah. uh, that the revolutions might be more fondly remembered. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Then revolutions was 427 million. Mm. Oof. Yeah. So billion dollar franchise. Oh yeah. Yeah. Off three movies and a couple, yeah. uh, couple games. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, man. But yes. I am. I am uh, excited for uh resurrection. Yeah. By the way, since last week's episode, the trailer came out, it looks fucking great. It does. I'm so I'm excited. excited. Very excited. Uh, almost as excited as I am for Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this. Okay, I'm glad that you brought it up. This Why motherfucker. Not? Why we, not? Uh, we, as our dear listeners know, Lee Michael is not a fan of Hawkeye. I agree that the character is kind of stupid, but I do not have the same level of hatred for Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye as Lee Michael does. And then Lee Michael fucking texts me yesterday saying that he is interested in the Hawkeye solo show. So fucking explain yourself, young man. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Uh, We're interested in what we fucking want. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not... Fucking fucking talk your way out of this hole if you fuck. Okay, (laughs) I'm trying to. Fuck, just give me a second. (laughs) Uh, The reason that I hate Hawkeye so much is because... He's fucking stupid. He's fucking stupid, and there's no there's no fucking reason, even in a comic book universe, yes. he has any business being an Avenger. He has no fucking business. He shoots arrows, okay? Yes. yes. There's a portal in the sky. But the arrows with... do do cool things, Lee Michael. Yeah, and that's dumb, too. That's he's dumb, like too. A, he's he, a, he's, he's, he's basically like just... Adam West Batman. He has an arrow for every possible situation that he re- would never have a fucking arrow for. Yeah, I mean, he's basically a Black Widow, but with arrows. No, at least her at least her tech makes sense. She has tasers and a grappling hook and guns. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but that's how Hawkeye is used, at least in the MCU. Yeah, and it's stupid. And in, 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 the I agree. Show, I agree. in this show, I think the reason that it looks like it could work is because he's not doing, he's not fighting Thanos. You know, he's like, oh, I got to get home. I got to get home by Christmas, but I have secret agent stuff to do. And that's it. That's the whole show is he's like, oh, I'm on the run from these, from these assassins. That's Hawkeye level shit. Sure. It makes sense. It makes sense to have him just, you know, doing basic, like diehard shit. Sure. You know? Sure. I John thought that McClane you also... Shit. Right. But I thought that you also didn't like Jeremy Renner. No, I don't. I mean, no, I don't. I wouldn't say I like him, uh, but I don't I don't hate him as much as I hate just the fact that they put Hawkeye in the Avengers and that he's somehow. okay, okay. Despite having no superhuman abilities, despite having no Tony Stark tech or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He's just a guy with a bow and arrow and a vest. And here he is saving the world. From a fucking no, he's like, got he's got a cool mohawk too. Oh my god, get the fuck and a, out and of a, here! And a and a cool sleeve tattoo yeah, that came out of nowhere. That yeah is there because he was sad and brooding, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad at least half of the world's tattoo artists didn't oh, get snapped god. away. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck, fuck Hawkeye, and, and I want to make it clear, I'm not 
I'm not going to watch this show. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just saying it's it's it surprised me. The premise of the show and the trailer. Yeah. For one thing, I didn't fucking know it was going to be a feel good Christmas story. That was shocking. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, I mean, I didn't I th- bother. I didn't bother watching or looking up anything about it. Um, I saw like a promotional, you know, poster or whatever, some advertisement or something. But I haven't watched anything about it because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it bas- it basically it has the feel of like Die Hard meets a buddy cop thing, mm. like Lethal Weapon or something. And it's um, kind of it looks like just a fun action show. My sisters opposed- will watch it and they'll tell me about it. Yeah, and then I will probably never watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just it just um, I guess what I what I was saying it looks interesting for is because it looks like they're finally using Hawkeye where he should be appropriate. Sure, sure. Which is just doing stuff that a guy with a bow and arrow could do realistically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I don't know. Right, right. Um, no, I see what I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's all it is. So yeah, we hope he has a Merry Christmas or whatever. <laughs> hope he gets home on time. Maybe maybe he can. Uh, you know what they should do? They should throw uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas in there. Maybe he can give him a lift in a in a truck or something. He could be hitchhiking, and and JTT picks him Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Can we get a cameo from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, his whatever his character was in Jingle All the Way? <laughs> can we get that? Absolutely. Hey, I'm an all-American dad from Michigan or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, why can't I think of his name from Jingle All the Way? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember think of his name. I've only seen the movie about. Well, let's see. Twice every Christmas, maybe. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I've only thirty seen years. <laughs> I think I've only seen that movie once. What? That's blasphemous. Once. once a... <laughs> Oh yeah, Sinbad's in this movie. Yeah. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> he <laughs> what? He he plays the character Howard Langston. That's right, Howard Langston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say Harry Tasker, but that's uh that's uh fucking True Lies. Yes. Which Jingle All the Way should have been a True Lies sequel. Actually, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Howard Langston. That's right. That's yes, right. all American dad Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes, all all American Austrian man. <laughs> Howard. Goddamn right. Uh, he was a governor. It it's just crazy how he plays all these Johns and Howards and Harrys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like no like, one bats an eye. You're telling me like you're telling me this guy's at least a second generation American born person. <laughs> right. He can barely guess, speak English. Guess, like, yeah, Jesus no Christ. fucking <laughs> Howard Langston's in Austria. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why, Not even attempting. To, why is to he never? I mean, I get, to be fair, like his name's Arnold. So I guess it is funny to give him a stupid name. Yeah. Like Howard or something. But Langston, really? <laughs> yeah, right. It's just weird he's never played a Hans or or something, you know. Yeah, true. 
I don't know. He just has so much goddamn charisma. Like it's Arnold, you know. So you're just d- d- along for the ride immediately. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. Most people aren't thinking about it like that. They're yeah, just like, it's oh, not. It's, like, the it's guy. not like they're. Yeah, they're not hiring him to. It, it, he's not like you know a chameleon actor that just becomes <laughs> no the role or whatever. <laughs> like, no, he's Arnold. You're getting something. Arnold because you want Arnold. <laughs> that's right. what you're getting. Right. Right. <laughs> fucking a exactly <laughs> oh boy um so yeah rudy giuliani had his uh, annual 9-11 ceremony <laughs> anyway <laughs> now that we got that little conversation out of the way with yeah so he claimed to not be drunk he comes yes. out on stage rambling screaming speak uh slurring his speech speaking incoherently as he does uh he uh impersonated the queen uh he completely unprovoked started going on and on about how he does not go out with uh prince andrew to pick up young girls he's never done that uh he doesn't even know the guy he's never Mm -hmm. met him he's never partied with him he had one meeting with him and he hung out with him one time but that was it he doesn't know him uh, and then he went on to say he wanted to rip the 10 stars off some general and like shove it up his ass or something down his throat, right. something like that. Uh, just rambling, no- nothing to honor the fallen heroes or people who tragically lost their lives. No, course, no, I wouldn't. What it's about um, hashtag never forget unless uh, you're Congress and you don't want to fund a relief bill to help all of these people with the health issues that they've had since uh, dealing with the dust inhalation from 9-11 or, you know, Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, or whatever the fuck. Is. Yeah. No, of course not. It was just a, a moment for him to soak up the spotlight some more and ramble incoherently about who gives a fuck. Yeah, as he does. And um, uh, yes, not to be outdone, uh, Donald Trump was um, <laughs> commentating a boxing match. Uh, where he said that he could whoop Joe Biden's ass. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Which um, are, you know could could be true. Yeah, if he fell on him. Yeah, I mean he's bigger than uh, than Sleepy Joe. Yeah, he certainly certainly weighs more. Yes, certainly has more mass. He's got a good two hundred pounds on Joe Biden, probably. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah hey Donald Trump only weighs uh two thirty two okay <laughs> I think uh somebody carried a one wrong there uh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah if Donald Trump weighs less than three hundred and fifty pounds fucking I'll fucking kill myself I don't know <laughs> now Donald Trump has to be at least three hundred fifty pounds. Remember At when? They, remember when that quack that was his doctor yeah, who looked yeah, like yeah. fucking Emmett Brown came out and <laughs> yeah. uh, was like, "Oh, he's not obese. Actually, he's right under the right under the BMI limit." And then everybody who has eyes and can see <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> went. Mm. I missed that. I missed that part of his presidency because that's when. Um, yeah, that's when the mooch came out and he was like ah oh, fuck the mooch he was like the mooch <laughs> he said i've seen donald trump throw a pigskin over a quarter mile <laughs> that's right yes how long did the mooch last like five weeks something like that like three maybe because his marriage fell apart immediately 
Well, he missed the birth of his child. Yes, for it to be at a press conference or something. Uh, and so his uh, he immediately got a divorce, like day three of being the press secretary. He, was he even the press secretary? I thought he was something else. Yeah, he was press secretary. He oh, took over for Spicer. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's good right. old wow. spicy. Yeah. You know, those guys, all those of them actually. were the days. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. What? what? Robbie. Yeah. Sean Spicer. Anthony yeah. Scaramucci. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman with the ogre face. <laughs> What's her name? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. Um, one eye staring right at you, the other eye uh, following the fly that's in the room. Yes. Uh, and then um, Kaylee McEnany. We're going to get these, and there's probably someone else in there, probably some temp. Uh, no, I actually think that's just them. Okay. Well, all four of them, we're going to put them on, they need their own show. They need like a big brother type of reality Ooh, show. Yes, yes. You know how they do like they'll like sometimes on talk shows or whatever, they'll do reunions for movies or TV shows or whatever. Yeah, we'll just do that. (laughs) But it'll be all of Donald Trump's press secretaries and (laughs) Spicer will be the only one willing to actually talk about stuff and then everyone else will uh, suck Trump's dick. Yeah. Fuck it. Just put Kellyanne Conway on there. Yeah. Why not? She's got nothing else going for her. Yeah. Her life's remember, in shambles. Remember when a uh, a nude photo of her underage daughter was posted to her Twitter account and then nothing happened? Nothing yeah, ever it came of it. Pretty cool. Yeah. It just went away. Yep. As it often does. Hasn't been a hasn't been any any information on on what happened there <laughs> ever. And then uh uh at the height of the publicity of her being investigated for child porn being on her Twitter account. Just uh, disappeared. No, not even that. She was like, no, look, my daughter's on Dancing with the Stars and we healed our relationship. And then Claudia was like, oh, yeah, actually, uh, we're great. Everything's fine. Yeah, real interesting. I'm not I'm not blinking because it's a coded message. (laughs) (laughs) I just have dust in my eyes because my mom blows sawdust in my face as punishment. (laughs) God, what a fucking psycho family. I know, right? It really makes you really makes you happy that you're not involved in any of that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We need uh, to do a minute of silence. That's right. For a fallen comrade, friend of the show, <laughs> legendary comedian. <laughs> uh, yes. Fucking Norm Macdonald died today. He did. I was very, I was very sad about that. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say something as soon as we started, and then um, I went with the Hispanic thing instead. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he he was privately battling cancer for like ten years, apparently. Apparently, and which he, from what I what I've read, base like pretty much nobody knew the entire time. Yeah. Didn't didn't talk about it. Didn't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he fucking died. He died. He did he died. die. He's dead. That bitch dead. He's gone forever. Yep. Um, I yeah, Norm Macdonald is one of the funniest people. Oh yeah, probably ever. The mouth joke on um, <laughs> Conan O'Brien is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and that's not hyperbole. Yeah. Like it's fucking amazing. Yeah, 
he has this joke that uh was one of my, <laughs> it's so simple it's one of my favorite jokes for a long time he's talking about abbreviations and he's mm-hmm. like i uh, as i at the airport i had to had to show my id uh, that, that that's a weird abbreviation because i is short for i and d is short for dentification <laughs> Uh, but yeah, big big fan. Uh, Norm McDonald, of course, got fired from SNL because he wouldn't shut the fuck up about how OJ Simpson is a murderer. <laughs> yeah, um. it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, yeah, so if you don't know the the story of all of this, he of course Norm McDonald was on SNL. I think he was only on for a season or two. That uh, he was one of the head writers, I think, right, or one of the I, main I writers. Because so. because he, he was the host of Weekend Update, which is usually the head writer, right. Um, and when all the OJ stuff was happening, Norm would just fucking really went to town on OJ Simpson, like really went hard. Watch some clips if you could find them. They're fucking incredible. Uh, and there was an executive at NBC who was friendly with OJ and told him that he should stop. And yeah. boy, and he didn't work. <laughs> no, and so he, he got fired from SNL. Yeah. You can't tell him to stop. Uh, no, no. Because it just made it worse. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's. I think there's two or three half hour compilations of him just roasting OJ Simpson. You yeah, can watch, and they're all it's fucking, fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Uh, and then of course there's the moth joke, and then yes. uh, just f- everything. Everything's fucking funny. Uh, if, the thing about Norm is like he is. If there's any modern comic that you like, he's probably their favorite comic. Yes, he's like that guy. He's like his. Uh, not his generation, I guess, but like the, well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Like the Eddie Murphy's and that, that cast of people. Yes. Uh, yes. He is he's like a their... comedian's comedian. Yeah. Well, those. I was going to say he's, he's like to modern comics is like Richard Pryor was to his right, right. generation of comics yes. or like George Accurate. Carlin or somebody, you know, Accurate, uh, or, yeah. or like a Joe Rogan. <laughs> 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 but no, Norm is fucking hilarious. Uh, you should definitely, Definitely check out his stand-up, although uh, he's not about, like, crowd-pleasing jokes by any means. No, no, he doesn't give um, a fuck. He, 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 Joe Rogan, Jesus. Uh, Norm MacDonald is the epitome of the only thing he cares about is if the the joke is funny to him yeah. <laughs> and everything else is incidental. Yeah, exactly. Which is also great. Finding uh, clips of him bombing, quote-unquote, or just like a joke, like not <laughs> landing is also fantastic. Yeah. Or or like at um I can't even remember what roast it was. It might have been Bob Saget or something. But uh his <laughs> his bit was so fucking bizarre. And yeah, that's norm. <laughs> so out there. And uh what's hilarious is the entire dais was in stitches and then it pans to the audience and they're just like, What the fuck is happening right now? Because <laughs> it's just like MTV celebrities that have no right, fucking idea. Right. Yeah. Who Norm Macdonald is. Yeah, a bunch of fucking morons. Yeah, just like someone from like, I don't know, 16 and pregnant in the crowd or whatever. And, <laughs> and yeah, meanwhile, Norm is just yeah. killing it secretly. Yes. It's like every everything everything that's so funny about him is like an inside joke, basically. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan, by the way, uh, unfortunately not dead of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they took the wrong guy dude <laughs> fucking ass more proof that god doesn't exist yeah yeah exactly not only is norm mcdonald dead but joe rogan has a career 
<laughs> have you seen his stand-up too it's also not funny joe rogan yeah yeah it's fucking atrocious yeah it's awful but he like is a stadium comic yeah i don't i don't get i don't know awful i don't know and like a ton of modern comedians really fucking like him and talk about how great he is yeah you know what's weird is like i knew he was the host of fear factor and then um when i watched uh ufc uh and he does he does commentary and stuff i thought he was just like a a fucking muscle head guy that did right right yeah i had i had no idea that he was a comedian no and then when i I found that out and watched his stand-up i was like oh that's why he does sports commentary on the side right yeah my my actually my first experience with his comedy if you want to call it that was his uh this isn't happening bit oh uh, yeah and it it's it's nothing it's awful it's it's not even like it's cringy or bad it's just like boring i like couldn't even tell just, you what the story was it was all i remember is that it was something about he was at like a hotel and the fire alarm went off and like there was something about like people like waking up from their ambient or like i don't know i I don't even totally remember but yeah it it wasn't funny at all or interesting Mm. even yeah yeah um if you google joe rogan right now uh you're gonna get about two pages of news headlines about how he got fucking slayed by howard stern (laughs) (laughs) oh howard stern laid into him yeah that's Uh, awesome so joe so joe rogan's pissed off that people are making fun of him for taking ivermectin yeah because he's a fucking idiot yeah because he's he's acting as if that's what cured his covid not the fucking other 20 steroids and other pills and everything else not literally everything yeah not everything else that he got because he's rich and got really good health care yeah not all the plasma <laughs> that he had <laughs> but uh and he got uh whatever that um transfusion treatment thing is some of that my mom got actually when she got covid because she was going through cancer treatment at the time mm. can't remember what it's called it's uh, like but mono, he got that too mono uh i, I don't remember something, something therapies and yeah i don't fucking remember he got covalescent bonds implanted. <laughs> um, yeah, who fucking cares, dude? Uh, so anyways, he he's... Because uh, the other thing is, there is ivermectin for people that is prescribed yes. by doctors, but that's not what people are taking. They're going to the fucking feed store. The horse stuff. And they're getting what's over horse the de-wormer. counter. And it's for horses. Yes, it's a yeah, different it's dosage. It's horse Yes, and that's why it's dangerous. And but the right is acting like people aren't doing that. They're acting like the left is criticizing people for taking it as if they're taking the right thing and they're not. Yeah. And no, Joe Rogan this isn't ibuprofen. <laughs> Joe Rogan presumably got a prescription for the right thing and he's peddling what these people know to be horse dewormer and also he's acting as if that's the primary thing that got him out of being sick with covid and his fucking idiot fan base that thinks he's some sort of free thinking intellectual (laughs) Uh, because he had uh, neil degrasse tyson on one time um, (laughs) to talk about astrology or whatever the fuck don't Um, (laughs) don't forget about ben shapiro their whole right yeah right the guy that made ben shapiro look dumb they're like oh this is our leader now um yeah, they're they're taking his fucking advice and he's peddling his bullshit of hey, you need to take this. 
And Howard Stern was like, no, you're an idiot. And yeah. uh, Joe Rogan's defense is like, hey, well, I got it from a doctor. And uh, Howard Stern was like, hey, you know what else a doctor would recommend? A fucking vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it all comes back to is you're so you don't trust the vaccine, blah, 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 blah. You take this alternate thing that is yeah. also doctor recommended, apparently. And it's like, why, why do you take one over the other? Oh, that's right. Because of your political stance. That's right. Yep. <sighs> Just fucking stupid. I know. And, and I think the thing that's most upsetting to me about Joe Rogan is that, that there are uh, comedians that I otherwise really like and respect who talk very highly of him. Yeah. Bill Burr, Tom Segura, a lot of those people that I otherwise really, really like. And I'm like a big fan of. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. You're all better than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I mean. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, man. What are you drinking over there? Got some some tea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is a uh, Manhattan. Okay. Uh, made with a dark rye. I don't know if you've uh, fucked with that at all. With a Manhattan? No, dark rye. What's the what's the difference? Is it edgier? Uh yes. It's it uh, edgy. It's very it's very <laughs> hardcore. It's a gritty reboot of yeah. uh, rye. Uh this is Basil Hayden's dark rye. I don't know if anybody else mm. makes it or not. Um, but this is Basil Hayden's. It's a mixture of Canadian and Kentucky rye and port. So it's uh it's it sus, tastes bro. it's no, it's very good. Okay. Um, I haven't actually tried it by itself yet, but in cocktails, it's fantastic. Hmm. It has um, kind of a sweeter, plummier kind of taste to it a little bit. Hmm. Uh, and then when you smell it, it has kind of a caramely, molassesy vibe to it. I'd like to try it by itself. Nice. Uh, but yeah, in, in cocktails and stuff, it just adds a nice little more kind of complex flavor. It's not quite as peppery as regular rye. Regular rye. I might be like two or three drinks in right now. So Nice. Nice. I yeah. I was gonna it's pour whiskey good. and then I didn't want to look like a fucking drunk on the show. So <laughs> no, let's see. I had a glass of whiskey, a pretty big one, because I got off work <laughs> and was like, "Fuck this!" And yeah. then uh, Dad made me a Manhattan. Nice. So here we are. Nice. Uh, well, hey, let's take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Yes, this week's sponsor, and uh, I'm gonna grab a whiskey. <laughs> and then when we come back. We have a viewer submitted question for Robbie. Ooh. Got myself a little uh, six year aged whistle pig rye here. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Yes. But whistle pig is fantastic. Oh, yeah, baby. It's that good shit. Spicy. Mmm. Mm. Very uh, oaky. It's an oak boy. Nice, nice. I think that's what it's actually what it says on the oak bottle. Oak boy. Oak boy. <laughs> Whistle pig oak boy. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, so we have here a viewer submitted question from an anonymous weekly listener, Robbie. Okay. It says, uh, Robbie, are you a closeted Jonas Brothers fan? And also, fuck, Mary kill the Jonas Brothers. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for the question. Uh, first of all, no, I'm not at all. Were you ever? Um, no, no, never at, at uh, any point in my life. Um, 
let me remember the names of all the Jonas Brothers. I can picture them all. I know what they all look like, but well, I can't got, remember. You all got Squee. There. I, there, there's Nick and Joe. <laughs> Squee Jonas, dude. <laughs> Squee Jonas. That's going on the band name list. <laughs> he's the bonus. He's that bonus Jonas. The bonus Jonas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Squee Jonas. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I googled Jonas Brothers. Yeah, uh, actually, I only <laughs> I actually only googled Jonas Brother, uh, but uh-huh. and the people also ask. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the first. Uh, option under people also ask on google says is nick jonas adopted <laughs> <laughs> oof that's not nice <laughs> yeah because it's what nick and joe and then i don't remember the other one billy bob B- nick joe and billy bob jonas kevin that's right kevin um kevin, kevin! um i think i would kill nick jonas uh i'll fuck joe jonas and marry kevin jonas nice cool there you go yeah there you there you have it thanks for playing uh fuck nick jonas i hate him Mm. he's the fucking worst i don't know anything about him he did this whole thing he was in some i think it was like a direct tv original of all things Mm. uh, a couple years ago where he played some like boxer or MMA fighter that was like a closeted gay man or something. Oof. Um, and as like promotion, he just like gay baited himself. Like he would go to like LGBT events and like flash his abs and like play coy. Like, Oh, maybe I'm bi or whatever. And it was just really fucking annoying. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Hmm. Uh, I stumbled across, um, uh, it was a recommended video on YouTube since I've been watching some video essays on a film mm. and uh, it was called two by two furious. And it's about how uh, <laughs> fast and Fur- <laughs> the fast and the furious franchise is like a gay opera or something. I, don't know. I haven't watched it yet. It's like, okay, well I'm going to look, I'm going to fucking look that up. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd appreciate Just that. by the name alone. Uh-huh. I'm too by and too furious. That's right. You're very furious. I'm very behind. Bobby, I'm very furious. By the way, we are nine episodes away mm-hmm. from being a year into this show. Are we really? We really are. No, also, that's not true. We we there was some missed time in there. <laughs> if we're talking about actual chronological, not on this show. Oh, was that the last show? That was the last show. This is the first podcast oh. we've ever done where we have recorded every week. Are you sure? I could have sworn there so. was like oh, wait, one no. or two. That can't be right. No, I, I mean, I think we're close, but I, I feel like there's one or two missed weeks. I mean, we are in, in any case, very, very close to being a full year in. Yeah. In terms of uh, just like chronological time. Okay. Yeah. Our, our first, our first show premiered on September 1st, actually. Oh, so, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> it's a happy anniversary. There we go. Hey, how about that? 
Only ten Congratulations. off. <laughs> Congratulations to us. Um, also, it so it was mentioned early on in the show. Yes, a year ago, almost. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I'm a that I'm a pumpkin slut. Yes, and it's pumpkin season, baby. Yes, it is. I've been been tearing through the pumpkin products, <laughs> and I'm loving it. Just like come to Starbucks, baby. We've had that pumpkin spice <laughs> yeah, for a fucking I, month. I, 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 yeah, I know. I've had the cold, the cold cream brew frap. That's yeah, fine. Latte. It's, fine. It, it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, it's not bad. Well, if you're Jonesing, I can get you one for free. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but only one. Yeah, I had uh, I had some pumpkin quesadillas the other night, which would become excuse me a fall favorite. Uh, sorry, Lauren, that you weren't over for dinner. For that pumpkin quesadillas pumpkin that quesadillas also so yeah it's... rip lauren uh <laughs> go on rip f in the chat my guy also uh, uh lauren we'll hang out i'll be there in five days it'll be fun uh go that's on right continue that's right um so it's pumpkin puree that's seasoned with uh, like cinnamon and s- some spices and then so it's just pumpkin puree some kind of mashed black beans and then um we do a, a cheese blend of mozzarella and cotilla. Ooh. And it's fantastic. Very nice. Very cheesy, very fall spicy. Yes, that sounds delightful. Very warm. <laughs> it's very warm. Warm. Food. It's a very moist, warm food. Very moist. Stretchy. Food. Yeah. Very big, very wet. Tremendously big, tremendously yes, wet. It's tremendously all, big. That's right. That's right. As all things should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that in my Tinder bio whenever I get back into that. <laughs> tremendously big, tremendously wet. <laughs> as all things should be. <laughs> Dude, just, we need to just... Uh... I'm sure it already exists. Uh, a a yeah. Photoshop picture of Trump, like with the Thanos skin in the, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let's yeah, make yeah. that the caption. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know if that, uh, I mean, somebody's probably Photoshopped that at some point, but yeah, I don't think, I've never seen anything uh, quite like that in my head before. So we should definitely do that. If only I had a Photoshop skills. Well, guess what, Robbie? Thanks to what? this week's other sponsor, PixArt. Anyone can have Photoshop <laughs> skills. PixArt is a photo editing app for yes, people it is. of all skill ranges, all uh, levels of uh, cellular phone knowledge and experience. It's available on Android and iOS and provides simple use tools to spice up your pictures and make beautiful works of art from collages to edited pictures to uh, uh, effects for pictures to GIFs. Yeah. Um, yes. And uh, with a $2.99 gold subscription, you can uh, install your own fonts and choose from a wider range of uh, effects, as well as edit videos. Thank you, PixArt. Well, that went a lot. That uh, went on a lot longer than I thought it would. I was really, I was really reaching for that one. 
you, I believe, made perhaps my favorite thumbnail of all time with Pixar. Which is? Which was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining what it could be because I made a lot with Pixar. Yes. Uh, let's see. I have it saved on my computer so I can show you what I visit if you don't remember. Uh, it was uh, Fast Times at Cloverfield High. <laughs> oh, dude. Fuck. I forgot all about that. The, the first version of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. I yeah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to send me that because I forgot yeah yeah I'll send you that. it I, I saved it. <laughs> uh, we'll it's put it on fucking the atrocious. We'll put yes, it on the yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I I remember that that was one of our most streamed uh, episodes of that show. So I Ooh. think the thumbnail was was uh, it? Yeah, I think so. I think the thumbnail was a success. It was. Yeah, uh, I also made a pretty good thumbnail for our YouTube channel for our uh by the way we have a youtube channel a pod we do yes i didn't Uh, know that you i I saw the first thumbnail but i didn't know that we had a new one well it's for the james bond thing it's just like the classic picture of us Yes, i've seen that one yes yeah not bad it's all right pretty good yeah pixar it's great man i use it i use it all the time for yeah surprisingly useful it's like pretty pretty good Mm -hmm. there's a lot of utility absolutely absolutely uh one one more brief um Mention of some bullshit I watched. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> so I've been in, I've been enjoying Tubi. Speaking of free free apps, Tubi. Tubi, Tubi? is a uh, is a streaming service that's totally uh, free. Um, mm-hmm. You can watch it with an account or without. If you make an account, it's still free. The only thing is that uh, w- with an account, it'll like say what you're watching and recommend things based off your preferences or what. It just personalizes your experience doesn't have like ads or like what's the yeah so that's why it's free it basically yeah it has movies and shows um has a wide variety of shit some shit that you can't really find anywhere else like for example uh uh last winter i i binged all the silent night deadly night movies on tubi okay not gonna find that anywhere else um tubi.com for those wondering so it's basically like if you have the cheap version of Hulu, there's just like an ad break, you know, it's not bad. Okay. It's not as annoying as, as Hulu because it's completely free. Um, but I, I went to Tubi just to see what was new and featured on the homepage. Robocop, the series baby from 1994. <laughs> you ever, did you even know that this was a thing? I knew it was a thing, but I haven't seen okay. it. So I, I saw the pilot. Uh, as a kid, I used to like rent it all the time from Hollywood video. Uh, it's a Canadian series. And uh, I just, I, I had heard that it's actually Emmy award winning for one thing. I don't know Ooh. what Emmy it won, but it's an award winning series. And what was a um, Canadian Emmy who gives a fuck. I don't know. It might've been an American Emmy. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had heard that it's actually not bad. And I, I, couldn't remember anything from the pilot that I'd seen and I just wanted to kind of revisit it and check it out. And I was, I'm not going to say it's great by any means. I'd say it's on par with like some nineties star Trek, you know, like interesting ideas, pretty cheesy, very limited by the budget. Uh, For one thing, actually this, this show had an insane budget because uh, it it was budgeted at, at a million an episode, and the only reason it was canceled what? was because <laughs> it was a million dollars per episode. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. In For an animated show in 1990. No, 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 no. I mean, it's live action. Oh, it's live action. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I was just saying, Jesus yeah. Christ. No, Even for... so, that's crazy. Even by modern standards, that's nuts. Yeah. Pretty insane. Um, yeah. Had a lot of visual effects, a lot of explosions. I wonder what that is for inflation. Just so yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but Let's it had some. I'll find out. It had some ideas that were pretty cool. Uh, the episode I watched was the second episode, and it's about mm-hmm. a religious group that hate RoboCop. Um, they're basically just trying to say he's like he has no soul and he's a he's a damned creation, right? And so. Uh, in the movies, it's me- it's mentioned in passing that Alex Murphy is Catholic. And in the episode, it's about his faith and him wondering, like, does he have a soul or not? And mm-hmm. also the main that's like the subplot. The main thing of the episode is that he's framed for killing the leader of this religious group. And uh, so he's the prime suspect and he goes on the run. And meanwhile, he's trying to, like grapple with his faith and wondering what he is mm-hmm. and like where his humanity begins and ends and all this shit. And there's right. some interesting ideas, you know, like I said, limited by it being a TV show. Right. Um, he, in the show, he doesn't shoot bad guys because it's a PG rated show. Uh, instead <laughs> he'll do something wacky like, Oh, this, this guy that's shooting at me with a machine gun is standing next to a dresser for some reason. I'll shoot the leg of the dresser and it'll fall on him. and He'll be trapped. <laughs> Or like, oh, this guy's standing under a heavy chandelier. Boop, boop. I'll just shoot the chandelier and it'll fall on him yep. and he'll go to sleep yep. for a while. Just <laughs> shit like that all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So not great. But uh, that I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, I'm curious okay. to see like what other sci-fi things they try to explore. Um, sure. But I thought that was a pretty good place to start. It's you know? uh, $1.8 million, uh, in today's money. So basically $2 million uh, per episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like, dude, dude, there's like 20 episodes. That's crazy. That's oh. so fucking much money. It's one That's season. nuts <laughs> yeah. that they greenlit that. That's crazy. Yeah. What else is funny is um, they didn't have the rights to shit from the movie. So they had to reshoot a lot of footage with the TV actors. And so also they didn't have oh, nice. rights to all the characters from the movie. Okay. So there's like totally different characters that are just meant to be other characters okay, from okay. the movies so nice, it's kind of nice. confusing it's kind of weird it's got its own continuity but it's not bad not bad i definitely watch it over star trek um sure yeah you know so if, if you're jonesing for a cheesy science fiction show uh, about identity politics <laughs> and and um 1990s cybernetics uh you should check out yeah there you go. the series for free on tubi also there's like a um it's so it's so crazy that they even fucking went for this in this show there's Ooh. this holographic woman who is basically like the uh i don't know she i guess she's like the manifestation of this uh, computer program that runs all the automation in the city. Mm -hmm. And she manifests as this like ghost woman that only RoboCop can see. And she like helps him (laughs) hack into shit or whatever. And then at one point his, his batteries are low. So she like possesses him (laughs) or something. And she can like, I don't know. There's this one part where he gets like a hole blown through his, through his chest and he's in the church and, uh, Mm -hmm. He's like, my, my batteries are low. And so she appears and, uh, she like 
projects him into his uh like the lab where they do maintenance on him or whatever and then she's able to hack that computer and find like run diagnostics on him virtually mm -hmm. and then he's able to like download the information and repair himself eh, that's kind of cool yeah for the 90s yeah i mean they know, were trying it's not the matrix or anything <laughs> it's not <laughs> groundbreaking science fiction but it's not bad right. it's not bad yeah well sure like um, effort was being put in it, it wasn't like a cash grab no no not no not like uh robocop 3 or anything or the cartoon series that you were thinking of uh mm. this one that yeah they actually like tried to say shit and make it about something and that's that's kind of cool not bad or the pg-13 remake yeah oof. Or the other Joel or the, Kinnaman. Yeah. Or the other series they made on the sci-fi network that was like four four movies and it's the worst thing I've ever oh, seen right, in my entire right. life. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. Um yeah. I mean it's no Star Trek the next generation, but it's probably better than uh fucking <laughs> Deep Space Nine or something. <laughs> fucking Voyager. Is that the bad one? Uh, I don't know. I think okay. Voyager is the bad one, but I'm not sure. Uh, Picard is apparently awful. Well, of course, yeah. It, any modern it's like Star Trek pretentious is... nonsense. Just watch I the guess. Orville. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> I've heard. No, I've heard that the Orville is pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah, too. Which is, I don't believe, uh, but sure. Well, I mean, surely Seth MacFarlane puts effort into one of his shows. <laughs> yeah, and... that's yeah. Maybe that's the one that he cares about. Well, yeah, that's the Star Trek one. Of course, that's the one he cares about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw that um, talks with Quentin Tarantino were stalling about his uh, Star Trek movie. What? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. The Roddenberry amazing. Don't don't, don't want a uh, arm-rated crime movie about Star Trek characters. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah. That that seems like uh, Quentin Tarantino seems like not a great choice to direct a Star Trek movie. No, I mean, do we need? I mean, I would love to, I would love to see his take, sure, because I like Tarantino a lot. But like, come on, <laughs> it's not going to be a Star Trek. Like, it's going to be different. It'll be a departure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm ready to to see extreme close-ups of uh, O'Hara's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah, or like uh, Picard smoking red apple cigarettes. I don't think I'm <laughs> <laughs> saying fuck and calling people the n word. <laughs> That's what we don't need. We don't need the n word and feet in Star Trek. Keep that. Yeah, out yeah. We don't need we don't need Picard using racial slurs. <laughs> no, no. Or having a bad hairdo. I mean, they'd put a, he'd put a wig on him and it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Picard with Jerry curls or something. <laughs> If only. If only. Yeah, man, Tarantino is trying to make one more movie and be done. That's a shame. Allegedly. Well, yeah. yeah I don't actually I, believe that. But. I, I don't know. I think he should make something fucking crazy and then just call it call it quits. Not yeah, that at I least stop for like a while. Like take like a full decade or something, just not do anything in standard of the radar. I mean it'd be sweet if he was just like, Oh, by the way, here's my Star Trek movie, I'm done. <laughs> But I don't, I don't want it to be like a licensed yeah. thing. Like I want no. it to be a, a Tarantino movie. I want him to make a, a horror movie. Ooh. 
Maybe like a like a J horror inspired movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, like some sort of yeah. ghost story. Because uh, we don't need a Tarantino slasher. I mean, that's just. Well, yeah, we've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get like a fucking ghost. Maybe maybe he should have made Malignant. <laughs> that would have been fucking rad. That would have been fucking awesome, actually. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Podcast the Podcast. You can find us next week, same place you found us this week. Next week, we will be recording together. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. That's right. That's fucking right. In approximately five days' time, I shall be in your house. In this room. Invading in this very room. This is the the room where it's going to (laughs) happen. Oh God! <laughs> suddenly, suddenly Hamilton has a whole new meaning. Oh God, there's a whole new fucking. Vibe. Uh, so anyway, I'm canceling my trip. Uh... <laughs> oh boy! Uh... No, yes. If everything goes according to plan, we will be recording the next episode together in the same place. Yeah. By the way, I think uh, the rumor it's going to happen is a deleted scene from Greece. all right yeah thank you for listening we'll do something wild for next i don't know do something different Uh, we'll probably just be drunk it'll be fun